Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited for you to join us today. To find out more about us, visit highway.com.au. Well, good morning, everyone joining us online today. And that for us down here in Southeast Queensland is our entire church. And so here we are again in one of those moments that we find ourselves in where we're asked to stay at home. But aren't you grateful of the day that we live in where we've got the technology that we can still keep pushing ahead, that we can still keep recording, that we can still keep preaching the gospel, that we can still keep bringing good news to people everywhere. And so I'm very grateful for our church and I'm very grateful for our team here at Highway that once again have stepped up in very unusual times to be able to bring this to you in your homes today. I know you're going to be blessed because the Word of God just has that effect upon our lives. And so I want you to share in this, you know, this little bit of a journey with me today. And and I hope a few things that I say might just stay with you and uh, not just comfort you, but encourage you. And I hope something gets awakened within you to see the possibilities of God. I've, I've called this message Seeing With Your Eyes Closed. And it actually came out of a chapter of a book from a very well-known author um, that is very well known in our day. And that was one of the chapters in his book, Seeing With Your Eyes Closed. It's an interesting concept when you think about it, because we know naturally speaking, to walk around with your eyes closed, you can't see ahead. You've got no clarity. You don't know where you're going. You'll bump into something. But we know that the eyes of the Spirit are different than our natural vision. And that's what I want to touch on today as we walk through these scriptures, as we open up the pages of God's Word, as we fit it into the day and the culture that we find ourselves in, that some of us, as as I use that title today, you might say, well, that fits my story where I am right now. I can't see too far ahead. There isn't great clarity about my life right now, but God is giving me eyes to see irrespective. And that's what I want us to know and to um, carry with us in these particular days. The author, um, as he was talking about this, I don't remember anything much of the chapter, by the way, but I can tell you what the title was. And I can tell you the scripture that he quoted as one that we all know very, very well. It's in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. And I personally love this scripture. It's, it's probably one of my favorites. It's certainly been the story of my own life as I've had to put legs on faith in many and multiple situations, as, as have you. But uh, 11.1 in Hebrews, in the NCV translation, it's talking about what faith means. And it says that faith means knowing that something is real even if we do not see it. Knowing that something is real even if we do not see it. Now, logically speaking, that makes no sense to us, to the to the mind that doesn't know the things of God, that makes no sense whatsoever. But for people that have learned and are learning to walk by faith, then it means a whole bunch. And I know it'll mean a lot to all of us today as we walk through these very unusual, uncharted times again, that faith means knowing that something is real even if we do not see it. And so that's about all I could share with you. But it was talking about, you know, us having a limited vision. 
And yet, even though there was limited vision, we can still walk confidently and we can still walk well in this time. I was reminded as I thought about a story in our own lives, and there are many, but uh, this particular story of one of our grandchildren. And when he was just a baby, he was diagnosed, well, actually they were testing him for a pretty horrible, nasty disease. And so as a result, we had to go through some testing time and... uh, you know, and during this time of waiting for the test to take place, a friend of ours rang us and said, I believe that God has spoken to me and I've got a word for you. And I always welcome that. Whenever you're going through a test, a trial, a tribulation, a challenge, an uncertain time, and when someone brings a genuine, authentic word of God to you, uh, that means everything to me. And so this friend of ours, a very trusted friend, a very trusted voice, spoke to us out of Ecclesiastes chapter 7. And this this scripture said, do not listen to every word that people say. Well, we had something then to base and to anchor our confidence upon, and that's exactly what we did. And we spoke over the situation, we We prayed over the situation. We went into that time of testing, knowing that God had given us a a word to anchor our confidence upon, even though we didn't know how it was all going to take place. And so anyway, you know, in that moment, I believe God gave us an invitation, as he has done on thousands of times. He'd given us an invitation to be invited into the unseen, to see things how he sees things, to think about things as he does, to walk through an experience that was not easy, not pleasant, not one that we welcomed at all, but to walk through an experience that he'd given us a way to walk through confidently, that we were not to listen to every word that people were saying. And in this particular case, it was the diagnosis, it was the disease, it was what Others have gone through with that same experience, but we were to have an ear for the words of God. That story, thankfully, uh, ended with a clear report and all was well. But that same experience and that same principle and that same opportunity to enter into that unseen place has been multiplied over and over and over again, many, many, many times in our lives, and no doubt in yours, the invitation to enter the unseen, seeing with our eyes closed. God has given us a way that we can walk through life with hope. We can go through experiences with peace that surpasses all understanding. We can go through things because we've got a vision and a sight that is from Him, that it comes from his place, it comes out of his kingdom. And we may not see this God yet face to face, and yet his promises are manifested and realised in our lives every single day. If I was to ask throughout this, uh, you know, well, not this room because it's an empty room today, but if, if I was to ask you that question for those that are at home, and if I was to say to you, is there anyone here who's ever been healed of a disease? There would be hands up all over the place. If I was to ask you, has God ever been your help in a time of need? Right across, there would be hands of recognition. If I was to say, has God ever given you wisdom for a very difficult situation or a financial breakthrough or you've seen a miracle that you just 
It, is, it was nothing short of a miracle. It was the power of God in motion. There would be hands right across homes everywhere today. And as I stand before you, my hand is raised high. And this hand is a hand that says, I've seen God move over and over and over again, and we will see him move again. It's because we can't see him face to face, and yet we see the power of God in motion in our lives every single day, in all of our lives, this invitation to enter the unseen. God gives us a way in, and he highlights to us what we are to give our attention to. I watched the news reports the other day, as as we're all doing right now, no doubt, to stay in touch you know, uh, with what's happening in our nation, what's happening in our state here of Queensland. And of course, as I flick through and I've become a, a channel flicker, a remote control gets flicked from one channel to the next, it doesn't matter where you turn, the news reports are exactly the same. And I was trying to find good news somewhere and I couldn't find it and I finally switched it off and I thought, I've got to give ear in amongst all of this in amongst all of the news, in amongst all the information overload world that we're all living in right now, in amongst that, I want to give ear to the things of God. I want to give ear to the voice of God. I want to give ear, God, what are you feeling? What are you seeing? What do you know? You know, where would you like our attention to be right now? And so that's where I went. And I believe that God has given to us good news no matter what your story is right now, you may not be worried about or concerned or it hasn't affected you, this whole COVID experience. But there are many homes and many lives that are going through very personal challenges. You may be faced with something that is a deep well of discouragement to you. It makes no difference what the experience is. The answer is always the same. The answer is Jesus. And so his ways are always the best. His word is always you know, higher than any other word. His principles are timeless and eternal. And so I just wanted to align and agree and attach myself to the sayings of God in amongst a information overloaded world right now. I wanted to have an ear with what the voice of God was saying. And I believe that's the way that you and I are to walk out our lives in these very difficult days, really perilous times that we are in. But we are made of something different. We've got the Spirit of God within us. There is, I believe, you know, it's a, I don't like the way that it's worded, but in a sense, there's a new breed that is upon the earth. And that breed of people is a, a, a people group, a culture, a people that are baptized in the Holy Ghost, that know the words of God, that rise up and say, I want to have ear for the voice of God. And as a result of that, we can have a different perspective about how life is going. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18, it's a great scripture. This one is also written in the NCV version. It says, we, that means you and I, it means you and I, we set our eyes not on what is, uh, not on what we can see, but we set our eyes on what we cannot see. What we see will only last for a short time, but what we cannot see will last forever. Right there, that scripture tells us that there is an invisible place. There is an unseen world, and that is where God is. That's where the kingdom of God operates. That's where the principles of God 
um, operate. And God, while we're on this earth, he wants us to know this place that we can enter. So we go through life with a different set of eyes. I suppose that's a simple way of saying what I'm trying to say. And it's all the way through Scripture. It may not be worded in quite the way I'm, I'm speaking about it this morning, but it's all through Scripture. And, and for us today, I'll use familiar Scriptures so that I hope you can fit it into your experience. But remember the story of Lazarus? I mean, we know that Lazarus dies. We know he gets put in the tomb. We know that his family is in mourning. We know all of those things. Everybody knew there was a dead man on the other side of that tomb wall. And yet Jesus comes and he speaks to the dead man and he tells Lazarus to come forth. Now, for you and I that live on planet Earth in this day and age, you know that that makes no sense at all. It has no logic to it. It has no reason to it. But again, we are invited to go in and see that there is a life beyond this planet, that there is an unseen realm, it is an unseen kingdom. And it demonstrates resurrection life. Lazarus comes back to life, which of course was preparing them and preparing us that the day would finally come when Jesus himself would be nailed to a cross, placed in a tomb, and would also be the one that was resurrected that the same power that raised Christ from the dead is the same power that can be at work in your home, in your family, in your life, in your situation, no matter what it is. The power of God has never changed with time or with experience. The power of God is just as powerful today and in this day, in this year, with COVID rampant on the earth, the same power is just as powerful as, as it was in the day when Jesus was raised from the dead, when Lazarus was raised from the dead, and when many other miracles took place. Remember the wedding at Cana? Remember that one? I mean, people knew that the wine was running out. There was no wine at this wedding, and Jesus demonstrates that again, there is an unseen place which... You know, go figure. He turns the water into wine. He demonstrates transformation. He's showing that it may, look, it may look like water to you, but watch and see what happens when it's in my hands. And I want to invite you into that place right now in a, in a world that would like to close down, shrink down and shrink in fear. I want us to be people that would say, God, what does your transformation look like? It may look like water today, but in your hands, it can be something different. And so let's be people that are opened to the possibilities of God. Remember again, the disciples that were in amongst a crowd of thousands of people. It's funny today how your perception changes as I as I see footage on TV of thousands of people gathering in, in um, events that were in years gone by. And I watch the crowds in, in close proximity and, I, and your, you know, what your eye is seeing, it's almost like, whoa, what, no social distancing. You know. We're just in a different day, having to deal with different dynamics. But remember the crowd that the disciples with, on that day, thousands of them needed food. They'd been sitting around for a long time. And again, Jesus gives a demonstration 
of what can happen when something's put in his hands. In this case, it was the bread and the fish. And of course, it's blessed, it's multiplied, and thousands are fed. What does that tell us? It tells us that, you know, either you read these stories and you think, well, that only belonged to that day, or could it belong to this day? I I have seen multiplication in ways that were nothing short of miraculous and extraordinary and incredible, and they've become part of our story and part of our testimony. You know, as I, I stand on this platform, I must never forget, I must never forget that this ground that we stand on here is miracle territory. I must never forget the days of sowing into a day that was still yet to come, into a building that was still yet to be built, into a, you know, hundreds and or if not thousands of people that would walk through the doors. I must never forget, you know, just how good God has been to us. And so if this miracle working God has worked in our, in our history, he's the same God that will work in our future. And so I believe that we need to be reminded that we've got a God that does what we can't do by human hands and that we've got to be a people that would go again with God. Remember the time when the disciples were out fishing? You know this story. The, the disciples were out. They'd been out all night, frustrated, weary. There was no fish. They come in. They're exhausted. They don't want to even look at a fish or the boat again. And they row into shore. And then Jesus says these words to them. And he tells them to go again. He tells them to, to go out again and cast that net out again. And the last thing they want to see is another fi- or another boat or fishing net. They'd, they'd not caught a single fish. And yet Peter is the one that decides to obey. And in Luke chapter 5, verse 5, Jesus tells them to let down the nets. And Peter says, nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the nets. And so Peter is the one that goes out and the net is put out there. And we know that so much fish was caught that the nets began to break. And so I believe that's a word for us right now. That we would again let down our nets that we would again, even if you're frustrated, even if you're weary, even if you don't have clarity for the future, that you would let down your nets for what God has for you in these coming days. That nevertheless, at his word, nevertheless, that is a key word right now. Nevertheless, at his word, I will let down the nets. Let me take you into another scripture. 2 Samuel chapter 5, verses 6 through to 7. And we're talking about David here. And it says, Now the king and his men went to Jerusalem against the Jebusites, the inhabitants of the land who said to David, You shall not enter here. For the blind and the lame, even the weakest among us, will turn you away. David, you cannot come in here because the walls are impenetrable. But nevertheless, David captured the stronghold, fortress of Zion. That is the city of David. And if we were just to move down a little further into that same chapter of verse 10, it says that David became greater and greater for the Lord, the God of host armies, was with him. I hear these words. I can hear this. In a time of deep challenge and opposition, 
in a time of an impenetrable walls that were up against him. We learn that David becomes stronger and not weaker. We learn that David doesn't lose his confidence. He doesn't lose his faith. In fact, he he just keeps getting stronger and stronger and greater and greater. And as I hear that, I am challenged by those thoughts that in our personal day of changes and of challenges, I believe that we too can become stronger and not weaker. I believe that we can become greater and instead of feeling depleted and weakened by all the events of life, I believe that we can become stronger in faith, stronger in courage, stronger in confidence. Why? For the same reasons our God is with us. And the key word here that we learn in this scripture as we learn in the same one of Peter letting down the nets, even though they've caught nothing, is this word nevertheless. It's an interesting word because it says, what it's saying is this, that in spite of the trouble, in spite of the chaos, in spite of the crisis, in spite of the frustration, in spite of the exhaustion, nevertheless, nevertheless, I will let down the nets again. In terms of David, it says, nevertheless, David took the stronghold. Nevertheless, David proceeded. Nevertheless, David knew that God was with him. And nevertheless, David grew stronger and stronger. What does your nevertheless look like right now? I think we were all in a nevertheless moment. As a church, as a nation, I believe we are all in a nevertheless moment right now. But my nevertheless is this, that I will walk through this, even though we may not be able to give you the clarity a month from now, six months from now, a year from now, I have got eyes, I've got vision, I've got sight to know that our God is with us and for us and that every step will be ordered of the Lord. I've got a different set of eyes I don't need to have clarity for up the road, but I do have a new set of eyes, a different set of eyes. The scripture here, when you open it up about David, um, it talks about David proceeded. And in the Amplified Bible, it tells us that David proceeded with a longer stride and a larger embrace. And again, the reason was this, because he knew his God was with him. And I want you to know that's exactly how it is for you, that you can walk with a, with a longer stride, with a larger embrace. You can enlarge the place of your tent. You know, you don't need to shrink and to faint in fear because God is with you, even though we are in a different day. There is no question about that. We are in perilous times right now, but this is a time for the church to rise and to shine. This is a time like David, we can proceed, we can walk into our future, we can know that we are people that are growing in faith and not shrinking in faith, that we are walking in it with a greater expectation of God, what can you do in this moment? See, there are cultures on the earth right now, and in particular one of them, that know that in a time of chaos and crisis, it is the time of their greatest opportunities. And I, I see that in the kingdom of God, that this could be our time of great opportunity, that 
the creativity of God can be upon us to see what God wants to do with the church at this particular time. So, you know, let's be awakened to the possibilities of God right now and see what he wants to do in your life and in mine. It awakens something within me. The other experience with David in in this is that we know that David's stride was extended. That means that David was able to walk with decision. He had very decisive steps about the the way he was going about things and the direction that he was taking. And I wonder whether we would dare to believe God enough to know that in an uncharted, unpredictable, changeable world right now, that the people of God could walk with decisive steps. And the reason I say that that's possible is because we can operate with different information. We can give our attention and give our ear to the principles of God and to the Word of God, and we are standing upon a firm foundation. Our foundations do not crack. Our foundations are not shaken. Our foundations are upon God and all He is and what His Word says. So we can walk decisively into the unseen places and accept the opportunities and the possibilities of God and we can have an expanded faith and an expanded hope because we know who is with us. And this last thought, as I just kind of bring this home right now, is an extended embrace. As I opened up the scripture in Samuel about David, this is what it means as David proceeded. I get this because... As you know, uh, we have 10 grandchildren. Our oldest granddaughter will turn 16 this coming Sunday or the Sunday that this is aired for you. Uh, she will be 16. And our youngest is only three months old. So when I see the grandchildren, my arms go as wide as they possibly can go. I just want them in here. And I just have extended arms and I embrace them with that wide embrace. But It also gives me a picture. It gives me a picture of having my arms wide to embrace and to be open to the possibilities of God. You say, well, that sounds unrealistic. Well, not when you have God's set of eyes. I've seen too many things come to pass even when things have been rocky or unsteady and unsure. I've seen too many things come to pass in unusual situations to know that God is able to do anything. I don't know always what that's going to look like or how he's going to make it happen, but I believe that if we are open-hearted to embrace the possibilities of God, then we can see him move and we can see him move in ways that only our God can move. So can you and I walk confidently in a rapidly changing world? The answer is yes. I heard someone say the other day and use this very language. They said the other day, there is a plague on our earth. And they gave great description about that plague. And immediately, you can go to two places with that. You can go to fear. You can go to anxiety. Or my mind immediately went to Psalm 91. Let me read just a portion of that to you today. Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare 
and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 may fall at your right hand, but it will not come near you. Immediately my attention went to that. Now, just for clarification, I'm not telling anyone, I'm not one of those anti-vaxxer people. That's your business, how you go about that. But immediately as a Christian woman, my attention went to what the Word of God had to say. And I tell you what, that's a good word to know right now. If ever there was a time in our generation where a word fits, it's Psalm 91. So church, I encourage you, are you willing, are you wanting to cast your net out into the deep, into a place where you say, my net will go down deep in what God is saying? that even though you may be fatigued, frustrated or exhausted, even though you may be in a time of great uncertainty, there may not be a real clarity for the days ahead for you. You and I can walk with our eyes wide open to the possibilities of God. Dare we cast our net out deep and say, my home can be healed, my heart can be restored, my life can be stronger and not weaker. I can be above and not beneath this situation. Dare we cast our net that deep to say, this is now my testimony, that by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony, I have got a story to tell because my God is with me. Closing comment. Albert Einstein wrote these words, out of complexity, find simplicity. I like that. Out of complexity, find simplicity. So in this complex world, in this complex moment, maybe in the complexities of your story right now, walk with a simple faith, a simple trust, a simple hope, and your God will bring you through to the other side. I know it. I've gone through it. He will do it again in the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you today. I bless you in your homes. I bless your children and your children's children. I bless our Highway family and all the others that may uh, get to experience this message and we'll see you next time around. Have a great Sunday. God bless you.